You're listening to the Thriving Mom Podcast. I'm life and nutrition coach Ume Oguta, and I'm here to help you create the motherhood of your dreams without sacrificing your health and well-being. On this podcast, we dive into mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you stop surviving and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, Thriving Moms. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you? I am feeling very excited about today. We're talking about the mealtime anxiety cycle and you're in for a treat. But before I talk about the episode, I was just thinking the other day how I've shown up every week for the past 83 weeks and I shared all the things I'm learning on my motherhood journey and as a coach and my mind is blown. I just want to say thank you so much to all of you who have been listening, tuning in every week, sometimes binging many episodes at once. This podcast has allowed me to reach each and every one of you with this message that we can all thrive despite the chaos that we live in called motherhood and frankly the world right now. (laughs) So I'm just honored to be able to help you to think differently, to motivate you, to trigger some of you. And challenge you in every good way. I feel very grateful that you show up here and you have given me this opportunity to be able to pour into your lives. So thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here every week with you. And I'm going to keep doing this for as long as I can think of. So we're about two weeks away from the Peaceful Meal Times with Kids audio challenge. And Many moms have already signed up. I'm very excited to teach them and coach them so that they can enjoy mealtimes with less stress and fighting in their homes. If you haven't signed up already, what are you waiting for? Go to oliveandbliss.ca forward slash challenge for all the details and sign up. Share with your mom friends. Share with the moms-to-be, even if they're not moms. It'll help them. Trust me, it's going to be life-changing. For today's episode, I want to talk about the mealtime anxiety cycle because it's something that I've learned from coaching dozens of moms and noticing just a very interesting thread of events. And it's something that I thought about when I was looking at the same way I coach people on their relationship with food and body, people who have been dieting. When we look at the diet cycle and how that cycle focuses on our mindset around food and feelings and how that drives many of us to go on diets, go off the diet, go on the diet over and over again. I kind of thought about it the same way when it comes to feeding kids and mealtimes, how our experiences, how our thinking plays into that, plays into creating anxiety when our children are coming to eat. It creates anxiety around mealtime experiences and leads to the results we get. And for most of us, that result is typically chaos, right? And this might just show up as children who say they don't want to eat, they throw food all over the place, and then you get frustrated and mealtime becomes a big time suck. So when you understand this mealtime anxiety cycle that I'm going to share with you, you get to approach mealtimes a little differently and it makes it easier for you to problem solve feeding challenges with your children in real time no matter how old they are. So I coach my one-on-one clients about this, and depending on the kind of child you have and their specific needs, you can enter this cycle at different stages and exit them sooner or later, 
depending on where you came in and what you're willing to do. And I'm going to go into more detail about this during the audio challenge, but I just wanted to share a little bit about it. And I'm going to be using feeding archetypes that I developed. I use this in my program because when it comes to feeding children, a lot of us are very uptight. We feel a lot of shame around it because we feel like we should know. So the reason why I came up with these archetypes is to bring a sense of play into this work of feeding children so that you can relax. And then when you start to notice the behaviors that I'm going to share, you can just playfully think, hmm, this is who I'm being at this time. And it just helps you to relax a little bit, knowing that you're not the only one going through that. Let's dive into it. So our first archetype is labeling Lisa. Labeling Lisa, she knows all the latest science and nutrition information. She likely has a rocky relationship with food and her body. She tends to see food as healthy versus unhealthy, kind of this black and white thinking. And she also tries her best to feed her child with the best food she could possibly afford. Lisa refers to her child using their food behavior. So things like picky eater, bland child, the fat one, the skinny one. She focuses on these names as a way to hide her own disappointment that her child is not eating in a way she would prefer or like. Oftentimes, Lisa wishes she could just brag about her child like other mothers do about their own children who eat everything. And this makes her feel like she has failed as a mom. Our next archetype is short order shei. Short order shei is a woman who has a very strong belief that the health of her child is tied to her worth as a mom. So she does her best to make sure she feeds her child. There's no structure or rhythm to meals because she's afraid that her child might refuse to eat. So she just kind of goes with the flow of the day or just by following her child. But the interesting thing is she spends a lot of hours in the kitchen, carefully preparing meals to cater for everyone in the family. And most times she's exhausted and doesn't even remember to eat. She's never hungry because she's just so busy focusing on other people. So in a way, she's disconnected from her body. She believes that she just needs to help her child to get to a place where they can make their own food. And then she can go back to focusing on feeding herself and eating the foods she wants and she enjoys. Now, our third archetype is Fix-It Fiona. Fix-It Fiona is a very firm believer that the best way to raise a healthy child is to have structure and routine and no room for mistakes. So she's always worried that her child is one step away from developing a chronic illness. She believes in eating the cleanest, healthiest food possible, and she believes that this is the way to health. So you'll see her investing a lot of money into buying like organic and the best and healthiest food possible for her child. She knows all the tricks and all the tips for getting kids to eat, but does not take responsibility for the feeding because she's just exhausted. She'll plan the meals and she often thinks she knows exactly how much food it'll take to fill her child up. She has rules about when where and what and how much food her child should eat. In her world, treats are to be eaten once in a while, which almost never happens because she worries that her children or her child will focus on the treat 
and then she tends to avoid social occasions where food is free-flowing. This impedes how she responds to social invitations from family and friends because she tends not to have trust for them that they would feed her children healthy meals or small portions or portions that she approves of, so she would rather avoid those situations. Consequently, her child's list of foods is slowly diminishing, which makes her very anxious, and as a result, she has withdrawn her love and is uninvolved with the child when it comes to eating. She is so focused on fixing her child, and she's hoping that soon enough, she'll find the right way. And now I want you to take a moment and pause. Can you relate to all those moms? Perhaps you feel like you're more one than the other. Do you find yourself in all three of them? Because when it comes to feeding children, we always feel like we're the only ones struggling. But the truth is, our children have their own needs. They have their own struggles and challenges. And for so many of us who have been taught to suppress our own issues, when we have children and feeding becomes a challenge, guess what happens? We can't separate our own issues from our children's issues. We just clump them together and that shows up in how we approach meals. So I, in my program, in my one-on-one coaching program, I say these motherhood, these women are experiencing what I call motherhood mindset minions. And for my one-on-one coaching clients, this is how we recognize their negative thought patterns that drive the actions that they take and typically those actions don't serve them. So the feelings that are most dominant when moms are operating under this influence of motherhood mindset minions are worry, stress, anxiety, overwhelm, and it might show up in self-neglect, wanting to control, like really finding it hard to let go, self-sacrifice, and Resentment towards the very people that we love. It's not intentional, but it just happens. So there is another archetype that I want to share. And I want you to be open to believing that it's possible for you to be her. The next archetype I want to talk about is Confident Camille. Confident Camille feels in charge of the meal environment in her home. She approaches mealtimes with grace, compassion, empathy, while still providing structure. She has many tools to help her involve her child in the meal process from planning to prepping to eating. For Confidence Camille, mealtimes are mostly about enjoyment and relaxation because she feels confident that her child knows just what to do. And as long as she presents and creates a safe space, the child can figure out what to do with themselves with her support. And whenever challenging things occur with feeding, she just knows how to find a solution because she trusts herself and she also trusts her child. Now, I really want you to sit and think about this being possible for you because confidence, Camille, is attainable. Each and every one of you listening can be her. You can start to feel in charge of the meal environment in your home. You can approach mealtimes with grace, compassion, and empathy while providing structure. And that's where this idea of the mealtime anxiety cycle comes up because there is no one-size-fits-all approach to ending mealtime challenges. We're all different. We have different skills and abilities. We have different privileges. We have different support systems. But the mealtime anxiety is just the way it is. 
you can put anything you want in that cycle and you can figure out a solution that works for you because it is meant to work across all kinds of experiences and challenges. So what is the mealtime anxiety cycle? This is a representation of how your mindset around feeding kids and mealtimes impacts your child's mealtime experience and leads to results. So by understanding this cycle, you get to identify where your behavior may be impacting your child and how that leads to unfavorable results at mealtimes. So starting at the beginning of the cycle, first, you as a parent, you come to the table with your own experiences and expectations. And this is typically informed by your thoughts, maybe your lived experiences, your history, your beliefs about what it means to feed children, to raise healthy, competent eaters, your ability and the support system that you have or lack thereof. So if you can relate to any of those moms, then you might know how this shows up in mealtimes for you. If you're someone who grew up in a household where food was really controlled, there was a lot of black and white thinking about good versus bad foods, you're going to bring that into the mealtimes. So typically, when we bring those kinds of issues into the mealtime experience, our first instinct is always to pressure our children when we observe any behavior that seems out of the ordinary. And we're, we're going to touch this in depth during the challenge. But pretty much when we decide we're going to pressure a child, they feel threatened. And this leads to their freeze, flight, or flee instincts kicking in. And you might not recognize that you're pressuring them. But when you set expectations, you might be rushing. Oh, we only have five minutes to eat. Let's hurry up. Are you going to eat that? Why do you want to eat that? Eat this one first. You know how that goes. Or you might even praise the child thinking you're doing a good thing. But these are all forms of pressure. And in that moment, your child's instinct is not <laughs> to eat. Their instinct is to seek safety. So they either comply with your demands, with your pressure, or they resist. If they comply, they exit the anxiety cycle, right? Because they're going to eat. You feel happy. Everyone's good. Cycle ends. However, if they choose to resist, they may display a different behavior or intensify the previous behavior that they had. And what do you do? You tack on more pressure because that makes you feel uncomfortable. It makes you feel unsafe. Again, if you have issues from the past and if you're not feeling confident and comfortable, this triggers you, you tack on more pressure. And then the child responds by tacking on more resistance because they're trying to seek safety. And the cycle just keeps going and going until one party gives up. Does this sound familiar? I know this because I've been that mom and I've coached dozens of moms through this process. Some of them even coming to me with the intention of, I don't want to be my parents. I don't want to repeat what happened to me. But the problem is they haven't gotten to the root to address that issue. So then it shows up in a different way. For instance, I had a client whose parents were very opposed to having desserts they always had to have dessert at the end of food. And when her daughter started asking for candy and all these things, ice cream before meals, it was very triggering for her. So even though she had told herself she would never be like her mom who pressured her to eat dessert at the end of, every, at the, end of the meal and had all these rules, she was becoming her mom without knowing. 
And most times we feel as though the issue lies with our kids. But once you notice how you might be contributing to this mealtime anxiety cycle, it helps you to have a better picture of how you might stop the cycle before it even starts or end one that has started already. So to help you address this, I want you to find your own solutions. Because guess what? I don't live with you. You are the one who knows your skills, your abilities, and the support or lack thereof that you have. So these are five questions to help you. The first one, what expectations do I have about mealtimes with my child? Second question, where are my expectations being met? And how do I respond when they're met? And then you're going to turn it around. Where are my expectations not being met? And how do I respond when they're not met? So those are two questions. Third question, what do I make my child's mealtime behavior mean about me as a mom? Very important. This tends to trigger a lot of my clients and that's okay. When you feel triggered, it just means there's room for you to grow and dig deeper. And that's what I want for you. Just sit with that discomfort and explore this question. Question number four, how is this serving me and my child? And finally, how differently would I show up to mealtimes if I felt confident and capable of having peaceful mealtimes with my child? So there you have it. Five simple questions for you to sit down and think about how you might be contributing to the mealtime anxiety cycle and how you might find solutions to help you and your child. Challenge yourself to come up with solutions. I believe in you. You can do this. And if you're joining us for the challenge, you can bring your questions and get live coaching with me on the last day of the challenge. You can go to oliveandbliss.ca forward slash challenge for all the details. All right, my mamas, I hope you have a beautiful week ahead and as always, keep thriving. Thanks for hanging out with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to take that work deeper and implement one thing that you learned this week. And if you'd like to take this work further, come work with me inside my coaching program. You can go to oliveandbliss.ca to learn all about me and how I can support you.